Hello, everyone. I'm Brad Gray, and welcome to the Teaching Series Podcast. I am a follower of Jesus, and I find the Bible to be absolutely amazing and love helping people experience it anew. Because in my 12 plus years of teaching the Bible professionally, I've learned that most of us have never been taught how to engage the Bible the way it was intended in its original context, and we are missing out on so much. Because when the biblical text is set in its context, it becomes more relevant, compelling, and transformational than we ever imagined. My desire is for all people to experience the Bible this way and to see Jesus at the center of it all. It's to this end that I created the teaching series, which is a weekly video series that explores some aspect of the Bible in its original context and then talks through how we can apply it well to our own context. This podcast is the audio version of those highly visual video teachings, which can be found at walkingthetext.com. So if you find an episode particularly helpful, I'd encourage you to check out the video version as well. And please feel free to rate and review this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and let's jump into the episode. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode in the teaching series. Hey, last week we talked about the resurrection, and we celebrated how Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the world and then rose again, and how he had to rise again in order to validate his sacrifice, but also to conquer death because sin and death were linked in the biblical story, and Jesus had to conquer them both. And we talked about how John is telling the story in his gospel, this biography on the life of Jesus, and how each of the gospel writers set out to tell the epic tale of the restoration of all things and the culminating moment when Jesus rose from the dead. And again, we look specifically at John. And what I was thinking about for this particular teaching is that I don't know about you, but I often come off of Resurrection Sunday. I'm on cloud nine. It's like just a reminder again of what happened 2,000 years ago. And because of what Jesus did, there is hope for the future. But there are these moments and these pockets where I then look around at the world once again. I turn on the news, I look at a newspaper, pull up a, you know, an app on my phone of what's going on around the world, and it's just like you are met with this reality that there is still so much chaos and brokenness in our world. And we need Resurrection Sunday to remind us of the hope of what is to come. That because of what Jesus did, Revelation 21 and 22 talks about the restoration of all things and how that the shalom that was shattered in the garden will be reclaimed at the end of the story because of that culminating moment in human history when Jesus rose from the dead, validating his sacrifice on Friday and conquering death on Sunday, in essence, breaking apart that linkage between sin and death and giving us hope for the future. But we don't live at the end of the story. We live between the empty tomb and the restoration of all things that will happen when the fullness of God's kingdom is present in our world. And there are those moments and those times again where I just feel discouraged and I go, okay, this happened 2,000 years ago. Like, when is this thing going to come? Why is there so much pain and brokenness and heartache going on in our world? If Jesus became king on the cross and the empty tomb, then why don't we see the remnants 
of that as much as we would want to see today. So I don't know if this is a struggle for you. This is a struggle for me because in my head, like I know the story. I know where this is going. And most days that thing drops down to my heart and it gives me that courage to go, all will be made right. But in those moments where you just feel discouraged and you just see what's going on in others' lives, in your own life, and you go, oh, dear God, this just doesn't seem like a reality that's coming anytime soon. In the midst of all of that, there's a story I want to share with you because there's a story that I came across years ago that has been really helpful to me, particularly in those moments where I am intimately aware of the brokenness that is still everywhere in our world. And it comes from a story connected to a guy by the name of Itzhak Perlman. Now, Itzhak Perlman, for those of you who are musically inclined, you may know this name. He is arguably the greatest violin player in the world today. And what makes his journey so interesting, at the age of four, he contracted polio. And many people questioned whether or not he'd ever be able to amount to anything because of this disease that just took over his body. And against all odds, he has just busted through the barriers and has had this amazing career. In fact, a a major documentary was done on him not long ago. It was released in the States a few months ago. Again, maybe some of you have seen this, but it's just an amazing story about a man against all odds has just broken through the barriers with the gift God has given him and the hard work he has put in has had this just unprecedented career as a violin player in the world today. But there's a particular story within his larger story is a story that I was referencing earlier on about what has been helpful to me. And and the story goes like this. Itzhak is doing a solo concert. And in the midst of it, one of the strings on his violin snaps. And instead of stopping the performance and calling for another violin, he just played through the rest of his concert on three strings. And when he got done, the place just erupted and everybody is shouting for him to give a speech. And he walks up to the microphone and he says one sentence that everybody immediately knew, not only referred to the fact that a string snapped in his performance, but also the polio that has been part of his body. But even at another level, all that is broken in the world, he hit all of that when he said to the audience, it is our job to make music with what remains. And the whole place went silent, or they stayed silent, because Itzhak in that moment capitalized, again, not only the reality that he had a snap string or even the disease that he had, but with everything that is broken in our world, his word of admonition to that audience that day is, hey, it is our job to make music with what remains. That you are going to have these moments in life where you're not playing with all four strings. And everything within you would say, but I I have to play with all four strings. Where's the restoration? Where is the wholeness in the midst of all of this? And the reality is, is that will come at the end of the story. 
But we do have these moments where we don't play with a full deck. We don't play with four strings. We don't feel like we have everything we need. And yet we are called to make music with what remains. You see, in Colossians, Paul talks about how in verse chapter 2, verse 15, he says this, And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he, Jesus, made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. That what Jesus did is he did conquer sin, death, the powers of darkness, brokenness, chaos, pain, suffering, all of that. It will be gone at the end of the story. But friends, we need to be reminded that we don't live at the end of the story. We're called by God to do everything we can to take the story towards its finish, towards that restoration of all things. But friends, we shouldn't expect to have everything made right in our lives, that we won't experience all the fullness and restoration and holding and healing that we desire to have. And, and there are moments where, where God will break through and God will do things and we will experience restoration. We continue to pray for it and we ask God for it. But friends, whatever you have, whether you have two strings, three strings, whatever, we are called to make music with what remains, that we're going to have these deficiencies, whether it's physical, whether it is emotional, we're going to have these things where, you know, Paul's got this thing in his side. Uh, Jacob wrestles with God and he goes through the rest of life with a limp. Like there are going to be these things that are going to happen to us that have already happened to us. And in the midst of all of that, we still have what it, what it takes. We still have before us that which can make music. And so on those moments where you feel discouraged in your own story and in the larger story around you, be reminded that it won't always be like this, that God is reconciling the world to himself, that at the end of the story, there will be a fullness and a restoration of all things. But in the meantime, friends, let's make music. With whatever we have, whatever the deficiencies we have, we still have strings. And while we still have strings, let's make music. Let's do what we can to join God in making the world a better place, that, that we let the world know that there is hope on the horizon, but that God is breaking through in our lives today. It just may not be to the fullness we desire. And it doesn't mean that God isn't working. God is working in your story, in my story, in the story of the world. But in the meantime, friends, as God continues to do his work, let's do our work. And in the words of Yitzhak Perlman, let's make music with what remains. So friends, I hope you find that helpful to you. Again, it's been one of the things that has just been really, really helpful to me in my journey. So thanks for watching. If you know someone who just needs to hear this teaching, share this with them. You can head over to walkingthetext.com, leave some comments. Uh, let me know what's connecting for you, what's resonating, what additional thoughts you may have. I've been enjoying all of your comments so far. And friends, may you continue to walk out the text well in your lives. 